50. Now every Wednesday with Rock and Song. How y'all like that? Brought to you by Muckleshoot Casino. Oh, this is so sad, Brock. It's our last KJ Wright show of the season. It's such a bummer. Uh, sad, sad day. It is a sad day. We love having you in here on Wednesdays. You're just back from the Super Bowl. Yes. You came home Friday. You didn't stay for the game. Oh, God, no. But what was... Uh, <laughs> oh, God, no. Super Bowl is meant to be watched on your couch. That's true. Mm-hmm. What, yes. um, what was your week like down there, though? It was fun. We went out there from Tuesday to Friday, interviewed a bunch of people, Mina Times came on the show, Swagoo, um, Jack Smith and Jigba, CJ Stroud. So just interviewing people and uh, really seeing the Super Bowl from a non-football player standpoint. When I played in my two Super Bowls, I was laser focused. I was dialed into the details. But you see all the hoopla and all the chatter and all the excitement built up around the Super Bowl. Was this the first one you were at other than the ones you played in? The second one. Okay. Went to the one in Atlanta. This was my second one. But I really paid attention to what was going on. Went to Radio Row. That was exciting. Did all my interviews and um, went on other people's shows. So it was a really good time. Most most impactful person you talked to? Ray Lewis. Oh, interesting. Woo-hoo! Brock, I can run through a wall right now. And and Brock, (laughs) it was only a 15-second conversation. Just his energy. Just (laughs) just his energy. You weren't expecting that one? 15 seconds, bro. (laughs) He shook my hand, KJ. So, so good to see you, brother. Love you, man. I love you, man. That was better than seeing Lawrence Taylor. Saw Lawrence Taylor in the cut. I mean, to- those guys have a lot in common, by the way. I, yeah, great players with checkered pasts. Yeah, I, I did not talk to Lawrence Taylor. I shook his hand. Too intimidated. It's his energy. He had the energy about yeah. him. Like, I'm a bad man. I don't feel like being bothered right now. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I, I got your football vibe. I, I know who I'm working with here. Who's a better player, Lawrence Taylor or Ray Lewis? Lawrence Taylor. Wow. Come on. I mean, now. I would agree. Come on now. That's the greatest of all time in my LT. book. But. And uh, Cam Newman's walking around there with a game changer or game manager shirt. Oh, Just gosh. like, come on, Cam. Oh, come on, Cam. Leave, leave, leave the guy alone. It's, it's, you've no. proven your point. Let's, let's stop. Let's stop digging. Let's stop digging with Brock Purdy. Oh. He him a cup of bitter aid? He yes. had it. He had it. He yes. went to the Super Bowl in his second year. Come on now. Leave the guy alone. Did, Overall, it was a fun. It was a fun time. Did Did you ask Jackson about Shane Waldron in Chicago? I mean, did he go down that? <laughs> that was rough. <laughs> I saw the the two viral clips that went down. I said, "Young young man, don't do that." <laughs> that when you get asked that type of question, that is, you just have to lie, lie, lie. <laughs> you, you gotta lie. Oh, Shane, Shane is awesome. He, he he was wonderful. You know, you guys are gonna he, love him, right? Instead, yeah. he said, "Good luck." <laughs> I was. He said, "Dear God, thank you, God. Good luck." <laughs> so that was um, that was a, a rookie mistake that he made, but we can say that he was thoroughly honest mm-hmm. with his with <laughs> with his answer. He certainly was that. What did you think of the game itself? I know you weren't down there for it, but what did you think of the game itself? Uh, what did you make of uh, of Kyle Shanahan opting to take the ball in overtime? What did you make of? The guys on the Niners not knowing the rules. Man. Did you feel like you always knew the rules when you were out on the I, field? I will say this. my You guys know my football IQ. I put myself with the top, top guys. When the ball, when the Chiefs were driving the ball down the field and there were seconds left to go, I was screaming at my TV saying, what are y'all doing? Snap the ball. Because I thought once the overtime ended, mm-hmm. it's a new overtime. Oh, no. It starts from scratch. Now they started a new game. Put some said. respect on my intellect. <laughs> <laughs> not, not in this situation, Justin. Yeah. So in, you didn't know. 
I didn't know that. I thought that it would be a completely new overtime, new coin toss, but it's a new game. Yeah, you want to know why? Because it's a new rule, and it right. was so poorly executed by CBS. It was very poorly explained. Yes, yeah. Jim Nance and Tony Romo, your job is to educate. This yeah. is a very different situation. You, yeah. Everyone listening, the 123 million have to understand that this has not been, you know, and we hadn't seen a double yeah. overtime. We hadn't seen something. Here's the rules in overtime, mm -hmm. unlike the regular season. Right where it can end, or unlike the regular season, we're both not here and, and lay it out. And they didn't do that. Yeah, they tried to do it kind of. And Tony's like, "Don't freak out. I know people are freaking out. We're going to go to this at the very, very <laughs> end." But yeah, it was a lot of misses. Uh -huh. And and for Kyle Yuschek and for Armstead, two smart guys, two veteran guys, to not know the rule, the both teams get a chance for Kyle Shanahan to kick, um, to receive the ball versus kick it off. That's mm. just stuff you got to know. You got to know that. You, where, where did Usher rank for Usher, you? Usher, Usher, Usher was really good. Yeah, I was dancing. I was dancing with my wife. We was up there kicking and having fun. You when danced at your own part, at your own house, in my living room. You were dancing in your living room during. I was the, getting it. Yeah, you take your shirt off like Usher did too. Now he made me mad when he did that. I'm like, why? He made you look bad. I don't, I don't, I don't look like that. <laughs> hey, he's got at least ten Pex, years on Pex you. Was showing at six. I was like, what do you think he does in the gym every day? He no he he put in work for that for that time. Yes. He yes. put in work. That was that was detailed, dialed in. I'm taking my shirt off in front of millions and millions of people. Don't get me started. Don't don't get me started. I know I can sing. So you stood up in your in your who was at your house? Just you and your wife, your my family? My wife, my wife, mother-in-law, kids. And you friends. just stood up and started dancing. Yeah. You just felt it. Hold yes. on a second. Mother-in-law was there and you and the wife you just started to grind? I would say, I would you say, didn't say that. Oh, what you take it there, bro? I, I heard, okay, I heard so dance. Okay, I'm sorry. We was getting it. We was getting it. All right. Uh, did you watch the post game stuff? What did you think of Taylor's face while uh, Travis was screaming about Viva Las Vegas? Do you think she looked embarrassed? No, no, they're fine. I thought she man. looked mortified. I'm, like, I'm, oh my God, make him stop doing this. Sog, you know what? I'm re I'm ready for this off season with these two. Yeah, we're going to get commercials. Oh yeah, we. I hope we can get a movie scene here and there. I mean, she's made a couple of documentaries. She could do another one on their life together. I'm thoroughly excited. I thought it was all fake just for TV. They really look like they like each other. Yeah. You know, you can tell when someone kiss each other. Oh, that's a real kiss. This is just a, a movie clip kiss. Really? They actually like you can tell other. the You can tell when people are just kissing for pretend? Yes. KJ's very smart. Of course, he didn't know the overtime <laughs> rules, but he can tell when people aren't really kissing. Can I spin one last Super Bowl question in here? And that is, as you watch that game, your Seahawks come to mind at all in any way? This current Seahawks thing? Yeah. No. No, I, I didn't see. I saw what I saw was what I saw was what I've always saw in the past Super Bowl winners, this past Super Bowl teams. It comes down to just really details, details, details. Mm. And at the end of the day, Brock, we can preach run game. Mm -hmm. We can preach great defense. We can preach this. But when you have that it factor, when you have that it factor, you just got it. You just got to, you can't coach it. You can't teach it. And um, to have a guy with that type of ability of a Patrick Mahomes, we're talking three Super Bowls in how many years? Eight? Six. Six. God, goodness Six. gracious. Yeah. Six. That's just, when you have that type oh, of. Brady had three in his first four. Mm-hmm. 
Did he? Yeah. I mean, he had the one year where he didn't play at all. But once he started playing, he had three in his first yeah. four. I mean, Mahomes had to watch a little bit. Alex True. Smith his first yeah. year, and he got to a, a Super Bowl mm-hmm. and lost one of them. So four of his five years as starter, he's Pretty been incredible. in the Super Bowl, and he's won yeah. three of them. Yeah. By the way, I think I'm ready to define an it factor. People always say you can't define it. It's just it. You can't define it. I, I think I can uh, because Tom Brady and Patrick it. Mahomes share it, and they share a mindset that is so headstrong with so much stinking belief. They don't even spend one second thinking of the downside and any negative. Mm-hmm. We're going to win. And they've got that, and it absolutely carries over to everybody else on the field. And, and Brock, what they do so well, what I saw what Patrick Mahomes did so well is he managed that game when he needed to manage it, and he became elite when he needed to become elite. You saw the easy check downs he got out there. Oh, check down here. I'm going to throw it to here. Niners, you want to play 10 yards deep? I'm going to throw it to my guy. A simple hitch route. He's going to get me eight yards to set me up yep. for an easy third down. How would you feel as the linebacker on either the fourth and one play they ran where he ran the ball for the first down, uh-huh. put the put the, uh, the linebacker in a bind, or the touchdown to win the game where the linebacker kind of had his choice, go with Kelsey or go with Nicole Hardman. How challenging oh, are those types of plays to defend? Well, I would say this. The fourth and one when they, they ran the quarterback um, boot to the right side yeah. of the line of scrimmage. In my mind, we all knew who was getting the ball. We all knew who was getting the ball. And so in my mindset, I'm thinking, what is the, what is the type of concept that they're going to run? So I was more – Upset at Steve Wilkes for not putting his defense in the Agreed. right position. Agreed. If it was me, I'm calling slasher. Yep. I'm calling slasher. I'm bringing, Which means what? Slasher is that's the that's the the defense we ran. That's the play call we ran when Richard Sherman got the interception <laughs> against the Houston Texans and took it for the pick six. I'm bringing pressure off the edge. I'm doing something. Yes. To cause yes. some kind of chaos. I'm gonna put yes. a corner right there in the flat. Plays dead. Put your mic in the gaps. May, screw around with the gaps. Screw around with their calls. Put edge pressure. Come off the edge knowing that you, they're thinking Mahomes are going to get on the outside and put the ball in his hands, and you have yeah. to force the issue. Make somebody else how beat about, you but him. How about the, the winning touchdown where, I mean, it just looked like the guy had his choice. You can go with Kelsey or you can go with Hardman. He chose Kelsey, and I, he threw it to Hardman. See, what I couldn't tell – what coverage they ran. I didn't know what they were doing, but th- th- that was a good play by those guys. Good play by the Kansas City corn Chiefs. Dog, right? You it's know that? It's, it's corn, corn dog. dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you know what that means? I know the concept. <laughs> I know the concept. Hey, we're going to fake someone coming in. He's going to go back out. Mm-hmm. I'm just more looking at the defense. And what was the defense in that allowed him to be so wide open? Mm. That's what really bothered me on that play. Yep. But just hats off to those guys executing the two-minute, not the two-minute drill, just the overtime to perfection coming out with a Super Bowl. All right, KJ Wright is here. He'll be here for the rest of this hour. We have a lot of Seahawks stuff to talk with him, but also it's been quite a year for the great prognosticator. He's basically mm. like Punxsutawney Phil. KJ Wright, we will uh, dig into some of his best and worst coming up next on Brock and Salk. Seattle Sports on 710, seattlesports.com. This, this is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Now see, it's the only way we know how to rock. Everyone had a problem with Usher holding Alicia Keys the way he did. I, I had no problem with that. If I took my lady to an Usher concert and he wants to serenade my hey, just hey, this yes, you Usher, you get a pass. <laughs> Sing to my wife. I'll be right there recording. Swiss Beats didn't have a problem either. He put out a statement. Did he say that? Insecurities from men. This is Usher. <laughs> 
I mean, I think Usher's the reason men have insecurities. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's just insecure, of course. Look at the guy. Yes. Looking like that at 45 years old. Yes. Right. Like, yeah, everybody has insecurities. Saying to my wife, I don't care. Now, what would you, what if Luda was doing that with your wife? Nah, you don't, Luda, <laughs> you don't get to do that. <laughs> that big afro. Oh, and... should we invite KJ? Yeah, yeah you, you want to come with us? us? The three of us, we're going to go see Luda in a couple weeks. I'm not opposed to that. It's not a couple weeks. It's like in May. Oh, I thought it was late He's April. He's coming uh, to late April. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for the invite. This yeah, is you the first go? invite you guys have. You want to come? Aww. Yeah, That's come with us. Too. All right. I think we may have one extra ticket. I'm down. All right. Jeez, going to be so jealous. We're going to go see Luda. <laughs> Let's go. It's going to be quite a day. Uh, I'm going to visit Luda. She's not jealous. She's Irish now. He's going to see right. Lumineers that weekend. <laughs> Don't worry about it. She's going to be seeing a cranberries act. Yeah, he's going to dropkick Murphy's cover band. KJ, uh, we have called you the great prophet uh, many times. So let's hear some of the things you said leading into this season. And then we'll talk a whole lot more Seahawks coaching staff, Seahawks future. We're uh, all the free agents. we play him some Mike McDonald sound. I want to hear him react. We'll do all of that at 830. So let me me go through some of what KJ thought for this year. Without looking at the schedule, how many wins do the Denver Broncos have this year? Broncos country? How many did they have last year? Five? I think they get, they're seven and nine this year. Did I get that right? Close. If it was a 16 game season. So I'm going to give you that one. No, no, no. I'm going to give you that one. They went eight, they went eight and nine. So I'm going to give you that one. You could be on the San Francisco 49ers with that level knowledge of the rules. Oh, man. That's pretty good. That was pretty darn good. All right. So that was close. Uh, Here we go. Here's some more from KJ. Let me make my nickel defense prediction that's been bothering me all training camp. When we go nickel, I'm saying once again, Tariq Woolen, Trey Brown, Kobe Bryant as my nickel when we play the Rams. Because they're all 17 games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that was right for the opening game. I think Kobe was game. nickel. You said all 17 games. Yeah. Did I not say, did I say, I said Witherspoon. I didn't no, say Witherspoon's name. No. Uh-uh. No. Well, this one, Witherspoon was going through his hamstring. That's right. That's right. You didn't know that. Oh, I'm going to give him that one, too. I'm going to say 2-0. Oh. I'm going to say 2-0 oh yeah. for the Broncos. His hamstring. Mm. His hamstring. Nope. Yeah. we got to give him some wins here early, Salt, because he's not going to be a lot late. So, <laughs> Kenneth like Walker Seahawks. last year, 1,050 rushing mm. yards. Over, under, 1,050 rushing yards for Ken Walker. Ooh. Give me over yeah. with Ken. He split some time with Penny Lesher. He's going to split some time with Charbonnet, but he's going to be the starter mm-hmm. coming into the season. Last year, he backed up Penny for a little bit, then took over. So he's going to be the full-time guy, hopefully for 17 games. Spend time with Charbonnet, but he's going to get over 1,050 yards. Mm-hmm. I know he didn't get that. <laughs> I know he didn't 905. get that. 905. I was going to say, did he get over 50? Oh, shots fired. Yeah, he got it. Him yeah. more at the offensive line. Yeah, he got it. Both of those guys got to get better this year. Okay, so I, I didn't like what I saw. With all right, we're two and one. All right, we're two and one. That's up. a good start. All right, here we go. All right, what will be the Seahawks' record in this season? My man KJ won Wright. nine games last year. I'm going ten games this football season. One game better. One game better. Mm. This schedule is a, is a beast. They got the AFC North. They got the NFC East. They got own, mm. their own division. This, mm. this schedule is kind of brutal. Mm. So I got them getting one game, one game over. So close. Yeah. Oh, you so were right close. about the schedule. It's, it was a Bruce. It was <laughs> a very right Bruce about schedule. That. Yeah, KJ's right on a lot of stuff. It's a half stuff. point at least, yep. right? Yeah, I'm going to give you put some, two, put some two, respect on it. Two and a half and one. Okay. 2.5. That's very three. generous of you. Mm-hmm. Geno Smith threw last year for 4,282 yards. Mm. You taking the over or the under 
on 4,282 yards. He's going over that. He's going over. DK, Tyler, and Jigba, Noah Fant, offensive line, a good running game to open up stuff more over Geno Smith. Did he get 3,000? Did he get like 3,800? 36. Okay, we're two and a half to two. Okay, that's okay. Made the Pro Bowl, though. Yeah, we're still... <laughs> that really wasn't, that that really wasn't the question, but I appreciate you throwing that in there. Uh, all right, last one. Do the Seahawks win the NFC West? I know what I said. God, this don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. I hope they do, but the 49ers are stacked. Yeah. They're, they're so stacked. There's so many weapons on offense, <laughs> so many weapons on defense. It's like Legion of Boom 2.0 over there. With that yeah, defense. I said that. They're scary. Yeah. All right. So no, I, I answered it. I'm not. I'm not saying it. Oh, yes, <laughs> uh, not scary. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say that. Say no, but he said not yes. Yeah, yeah. We finished third in the West. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Mm. All in all, not bad, KJ. Not bad. All in all, you know, you survive so Vegas. So it's yes. fair to say that when I come on this radio show once a week, yeah. I, I I somewhat know what I'm talking about. Is, I, is yes. that fair? You certainly have a better record on that stuff than me. I mean, like I give you all mm-hmm. kinds of credit on that. You're you're yeah. doing great. Thank you, thank you. Like you're not that. gonna get ratioed for that like I did yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna be just fine. Yes, yes, Nobody's yes, yes. gonna write columns about what an idiot you are. Just mm. like, save that for me. We're gonna get to your. We're gonna get to your column. In oh here yeah. A bit. <laughs> All right. You wanna do it now or in the, uh, the next? I don't know. Let's take a break. Yes, <laughs> KJ, take charge. Uh, tell him what we're talking about next. No, I'll tell you. Maybe, maybe let's take a little break. Collect <laughs> ourselves. Um, I, I really want to hit gird on the, our loins, so to speak. In my last show, I really want to hit on the office of coordinator we just hired. All right. And I really want to explain to people calling plays in college. And calling plays in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Different. We go get to it. All right, it's next. Stick around. We got one more half hour with the great KJ Wright, mm. the great prognosticator, the Punxsutawney Phil of former NFL players here on Brock and Salk. This this is Brock and Salk, powered through the Alaska Airline Studio. Back in mornings from six to ten on Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Brock, we're going to learn here in the final thirty minutes of the KJ Wright Show for this season. KJ's dancing next to me just like he was when Usher was on stage <laughs> during the Super Bowl halftime show a couple days ago. Um, since uh, since the season ended, the Seahawks have a new head coach in Mike McDonald. Mm-hmm. And now, since we've talked to you last, they have a new coordinator for the offense in uh, Ryan Grubb and a new yep. offensive line coach. So they, they finally have sort of complimented him with the offensive side of the ball. Yes. What do you make of Ryan Grubb and the transition he'll be making from college to the NFL? I like it. I really do like it. We saw what he did this past season with the Huskies, the past two seasons with the Huskies. Mm-hmm. And with Penix and Brock, here's my big question. I want you to back me up or say, KJ, you out of your yep. mind? You're crazy. Yep. I look at calling plays in college versus calling plays in the NFL. Obviously, we know in college football, it's points, 60, 70 points in like each and every week. Bad defense, bad ball, obviously on defense. But Brock, can you explain to me, this is how I see it, the hash marks mm-hmm. in college versus in pros. You have way more room to work with in yep. college. <clears throat> yep. You give me a trip set to the field. Yep. Um, it's a different trip set than it is in pros. And I feel like he may have to get accustomed to changing mm-hmm. his style of play calling <laughs> in the pros versus the 
versus the uh, you know i think that's totally football. fair you know in college you can go quads and he would do a fair amount of that and then in the title game they really did a lot you just you know you you have so much space to the field you don't have that kind of space you see speed and space right basketball mm -hmm. on grass the air rate all of that i think the advantage here kj and why will be an easier transition and you know this the nfl game is a matchup game Mm -hmm. A matchup game. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of years in college, when you were playing in college, as I've covered it for 17 years, for about 10 of those 17, it was all speed, it was spread, it was tempo, yep. it was basic concepts, it was just get my guy, you know, one on one or get him in the open field or get him in the space. That's not really Ryan's system. Uh -huh. He is much, much more diverse. Uh -huh. You're going to see him shift in motion. I, I've, I've rattled this stat up a number of times. He is top five in the country in pre snap movement. You asked why Corn Dog uh, was so successful. You know why Corn Dog was so yep, successful. Yep. It's a hard concept, <laughs> um, even if they just lined up stagnant. But it becomes really difficult when you motion and you move and you change assignments and you force guys to communicate. Mm -hmm. So I would say KJ, the premise I totally get. And if you hired, oh I don't know, Dabo Sweeney's offensive coordinator seven years ago, if you hired, you know, a spread coach or Mike Leach. I think there would be an enormous, difficult transition. Mm -hmm. A lot of his stuff is already pro style, and I think that's why they were pretty enamored with him yeah. through the entire process. Yeah, and and my next question, Brock, is living in shotgun. Are we going to see living in shotgun 80%, 70%, mm. or will he get in the, um, back to the drawing board yep. and get under center some? I think that will depend on personnel. I think he's yeah. good enough to uh, mix and match his personnel. Um, the, another advantage is – and this is probably one thing I haven't said about him, Salky, for all you know, everything and all the conversation. Ryan Grubb is like a, uh, I don't want to say you know, the edge of a, of a littler guy, but he's had to battle and scrap for everything. He has never mm -hmm. had, you know, and, until he got to Washington and, and they brought Penix. But when they brought Penix in, he was broken, Humpty Dumpty mm -hmm. in a million pieces, and they put him back together. But Grubb is one that's always been an overachiever. He's done more with less. And that, to me, again, is, is a pretty attractive feature. And uh, you, you'll hear Mike McDonald talk a lot about growth mindset. Salk, you asked him about it. This is where I hope we can transition and play a bunch of sound because I want to hear KJ react to, uh, to what you hear in this from Mike McDonald. Salk asked him very specifically on Monday when he jumped on with us, what do you mean by all of this growth mindset? Yeah, I think you're trying to understand how people think, and it's trying to push the envelope about what they're trying to do and what trying to accomplish. So people that just have the mindset of like, hey, this is this way we've always done it, and this is the way to do it, and we're stuck on that. Like that's not appealing to me and the guys that were trying to you know join our organization. So I think when you look at his track record and and the things that they've done, they're always looking to find new ways schematically and through relationships and how he operates uh, to help his guys. And I just, I respected that about him. And, and a lot of, and there's a lot of great coaches out there that have that type of mindset, but mm -hmm. I think it's important. That mindset between this is what we do, yeah. KJ. This is who we are, right? You guys were single high cover three. This is who we are versus we got to grow and evolve. It may have to do that week to week. That's evolution. That's evolution. That's getting better as an organization that's seeing I'm here at this level, let me take this to a completely new mm -hmm. height. And so I'm excited that we have someone that's coming in that, hey, well, I'm bringing in something new. I'm bringing in something fresh. I'm bringing in a mindset that, that I got from this tree. I got this, this from the Ozzie Newsom's, from the Harbaugh's. I'm going to implement it here. And, hey, we're going to do year one. 
year two, we can get better as well. Mm-hmm. We we can we can get better um, and grow from there. And so you have this guy that's preaching this mindset. I'm thoroughly excited to see it. He gave a little bit more detail, too, on what he would like to see his offense look like. Well, I want to build the offense through the same lens of how we're building, of how we built the defense and we're going to build it here. So we have to be really, really good at the core philosophies, core fundamentals, core concepts. And then I w- we want to be able to apply those things, you know, on a game-to-game basis based on who we're playing. So we don't want to reinvent our offense every week. So we have to have a core identity. So what is that? Well, we're going to be a physical unit. Like we're going to, we're going to, we're going to run the football, you know, and we want to have answers for the quarterback and we want to keep it consistent for him, you know, so he can play fast and play decisive and, uh, and get the ball to our playmaker. So he's getting me juiced up talking this talk that he's talking. He's, he's getting me juiced up. I know what you're talking, coach. So what he's saying is we have to be, we're talking about our core identity, our core fundamentals. This is like, your bread and butter. This is your meat and potatoes. This is when you come in there day one and you show something on that drawing board, this is who the heck we are. We are not wavering from this. We are not moving from this. When you put on this Seahawks jersey, this is what you are going to stand for. When you go out there on OTAs, practice one, this is the first defensive play that we're going to call. This this is what he's talking about when we talk about core. And then you talk about building off of that, branching off of that. When you have your core, now we're going to add this. Now we're going to add that. Now we're going to sprinkle a little salt and pepper on this to really make this steak taste good. So that's what he's saying, and this is what I'm really excited about with McDonald. The last two years, what was the core identity of the Seahawks defense and offense? Last two years, the core identity on defense? Seemed to be chasing people as they ran into the end zone, mostly. (laughs) Come on, Sock. Well, they were 30th and 31st against the run. Well, let me tell you my life. I'm not making it up. There's a reason the coach isn't here. Like, they were terrible on defense. What are you talking about? (laughs) Their core philosophy was getting beat, not tackling, and allowing guys to run into the end zone. (laughs) What do you mean? I'll say this. Brock, what the... What the... Was that a controversial take? I didn't say it was. That's not controversial. Mars giving you this look right now. No. Like, KJ, two Mar- years Mar- ago. I always give Salk that look. I'm trying to K- KJ, two years ago when Clint Hurd took over the defense yeah. from Ken Norton, and he and he sat in his first defensive meeting, and he put down and laid down, this is our core identity. What was it? It is supposed to be aggressive. That was the, the word. Yep. yep. That was the word. When I, I went in a few production meetings, I was doing myself – from with the media that was the word aggressive 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 mm-hmm. game one of the preseason the first play he called was a slasher a blitz right off the edge so that's what it was supposed to be and it it was it, not it wasn't it, it wasn't, wasn't. It, it didn't live Mm-mm. up yeah. to Mm-mm. what it's, yeah, it's one thing to, to say you've got a philosophy and a core principle you actually have to yes. then demonstrate it when yes you know you're actually in games and throughout you know you have to be consistent about it that's now, what that means now now on, now on offense what was the identity on offense mm. i think in jigba said it best it was it wasn't there it was good luck it was <laughs> good it, luck it, to it, those it, of you in it, chicago it, it was not there it was it was pre-snap right. i could tell you what was coming post-snap it was vanilla it just is bad news. So let's start to move this into some decisions that they now have to make. And by the way, before we do it, let me point out that tonight, KJ will be celebrating Valentine's Day, I would assume, with his lovely wife. Tomorrow, 
He will be hosting the 89th Sports Star of the Year Awards tomorrow night. KJ is the host. Seattle Sports is going to be there as well to celebrate the biggest sports stories and athletes of 2023. Tickets and info, you can still get them at seattlesports.com slash events. Are you ready? Do you have a tux? What will you be wearing? Are you excited? I'm wearing a black tux, black tie, my sparkly black shoes. You're going to look good. I have my, my jokes ready. What size jacket do you wear? I get it custom made. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what size it's like, it you is. Guys, can you go a little longer the on arms. the sleeves it's here? The arms. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a really fun night. Nice. Bring some juice, bring some energy. It's going to be a good time. That's going to be awesome. I may throw a Mike Sog joke in there. Uh, that'd so, be great. People yeah. will love that. Yes, yes, yes that's yes. Uh, yeah, that's very popular. We have to do one thing in the final 15 minutes. So, so you All I hear to about is some of these people. We do. We do. Some of the, yes, we'll get to DK. Can you play him? Because maybe he has. He's been busy, right? He was down on Radio Row, shaking hands with LT, hanging yeah. with Ray, Ray, Mina, G, the Irishman, everything that he had going on. Maybe he hasn't heard the D coordinator for the Seahawks. KJ. Oh. Yeah, KJ, are you familiar? I mean, we talk about the OC and all this stuff. Adam Durde? And, and obviously, Coach McDonald's going to be calling the defensive signals. Mm-hmm. Have you heard from the defensive coordinator? Have you listened to this motivator? Oh, yeah. Oh, you have? I was doing this still right at the end of my career. I started coaching. The guy that coached me in the South London team, he started a new team in South London, further and Nick Corden, right by Sellers Park. And um, I started going down there to help the young kids. And when I finished playing, I went down all the time. This is going to be great. I'm excited for this guy. One thing I can say, (laughs) one thing I can say about Dirt Day, is when he's leading and when he's leading the team meeting, when he's leading the defensive meeting, you really gotta listen to like <laughs> and listen. You gotta be dialed in and now listen. My to kids are really into everywhere. like when we watch Netflix or anything, they put on the closed captioning for everything now. I mean, my parents do it, my mother in law does it. I understand they're losing their hearing. Yeah. But my kids love to have the closed captioning on too, right? So you see uh-huh, all the words. Uh-huh. Do you think they'll do that at team meetings? <laughs> They're going to have to. And it's going to have to slow down. Yeah. This is English. Yes, it's still English. But you ever had a coach that was very difficult to understand? I've had some bad presenters. Uh, not <laughs> I can understand people. I had some really bad presenters. Teammates? That was hard to understand? Yeah. No, I can, I can understand their slang. You're from the South. You can kind of yeah. figure it all out. Pick up everything. Up all those yeah. dialects. All right. But um, I'm excited about Dirt Day. I'm, I'm really excited about it. He's going to obviously lead the team meetings. He's obviously put up the structure and the philosophy of the defense. It's going to be fun. Cool. It's going to be fun. All right, so let's talk some personnel. you got a few uh, a few days before the first round of decisions need to be made. Uh, Geno Smith, his contract becomes guaranteed on Friday. Same with Dre Jones. There are others, but those are probably the two that would be most interesting in case they want to move forward. Twice now, we have heard, uh, we have heard the new coach, Mike McDonald, when mentioning quarterbacks, mention Drew Locke's name first. I don't care so much that he said it before Geno's, but I I do think it's interesting that he said it at all, mm. given that Drew Locke is not on this team right now. He's an unrestricted mm. free agent. We know that John Schneider gave kind of a tepid review of Geno's season and that Pete Carroll seemed to be the guy who was most in Geno's corner. Mm-hmm. When you put all of those things together, will Geno Smith be on this roster this year? Geno Smith is going to be the starting quarterback week one of the 2024 season. There's no doubt in my mind what he brings to the table, even with his contract. He's not just destroying you when it comes to salary cap. And what he brings to the table on game day, compared to what his contract is, yes, I fully expect Geno Smith come Friday to still be on this team. Yep. Yeah, and, and just to clarify, twelve and a half million of his contract becomes guaranteed yeah. on Friday. Yeah, a, 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 a similar chunk 
a big amount of money goes to Dre Jones on Friday for his 2024 salary. And the, and the reason this one is interesting is you have to, if you do want to sign Leonard Williams, it might be hard to sign both, right, to have both here next year. And from what we know of what they did in Baltimore, they generally liked bigger guys on the line of scrimmage defensively. Do you think Dre middle. Jones is still here? I, that's going to be hard for me to see. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I look at the the product on the field. I look at the playmaking on the field, and it's just I need more. I need way, way more. I need dominance. I need you to throw linemen to the ground. I don't want to see you on the ground on run plays. You know what I mean? And so I expected when we did sign them to that country, I expected dominance. I expected a lot of playmaking. Yeah. And um, I didn't see enough to say that we're going to go forward in this next regime. What about DK Red Queen Metcalf? <laughs> <laughs> right, let's 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 break let's let's pull back these layers on this onion. Let's, Are let's, people talking about what do you mean? What let's, DK let's pull thing? back the layers on this about, onion. Brock, how dare you bring this up? Um, trade speculations are out there. DK Metcalf leaving the Seattle Seahawks, and for draft capital, in which we do need. I look at this from. Let's look at the big picture. Can JSN be your number one guy? Can he be your top option? Can, can JSN be your top option? You drafted him number I, twenty overall. He better be. Tyler Lockett, how much does Tyler have left to go? Mm-hmm. I, I look at this receiving room, and I, I like it. I like it. But if you remove a DK Metcalf from this Ryan Grubb offense, who's going to be exciting, who's going to put up a lot of points, I think I think that's, that's, that's insanity. I don't think you should let a DK Metcalf go. Well, you're not talking okay. about letting him go. That's okay. right. That's yes. unfair oh, language. Oh, yes. Okay. Letting him go okay. is like, ah, cut DK Metcalf. I don't think he's any mm-hmm. good. This isn't letting a guy go. It's saying you drafted Jackson Smith and Jigba number 20 overall, mm-hmm. which tells me that you believe he can be that big a weapon. Mm-hmm. And you do still have Tyler Loggett. You can probably restructure his contract. You can find other wide receivers in the draft. It's certainly a position where there are numerous players out there. And as you said, you have some significant needs elsewhere on your team. It's about taking the quality of your of your of your wide receiver room and lowering it in order to raise the quality of other rooms in the building. And and you and Basak, what he brings to what about what he brings to the table during the season? What about what he brings to the table on game day? He brings a lot. He's a great Jake. player. He's an awesome player. Yes. Yes, I understand that. But he brings a lot of volatility too. I mean, let's be fair. I can, I'm not I'm not fighting that as well. I'm not fighting that either. <laughs> you have got I'm, a new I'm not re- fighting that. You got a new regime that's coming in and gonna be laying down some accountability, gonna be bluntly honest with people, gonna be laying down a level mm-hmm. of detail that I think has been missing a little bit, a level of physical violence and things. Mm-hmm. You know, and DK was one last year that at times was a problem child. He was a problem student. Y- yes, he was. And this was my problem with the leadership of this football team. Do I do I think the leadership will be like that this year? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. With the McDonald, with the Leslie Frazier, that, that's not flying. When you do have those antics, when you do have those outbursts, it's going to get nipped quickly. And one thing I do know about DK Metcalf is when you do address him, when you do hold him accountable and not let stuff slide, then he will buy into whatever you say needs to be done. Yeah, and, and my argument isn't really even about that, about the volatility, although certainly I guess it 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 is part of the situation. I'm absolutely willing to say that the that the volatility could go away with different coaching, different leadership, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll, you know, kind of find out. 
To me, it's just about the fact that your line of scrimmage isn't good enough. I get that. And I think your line of scrimmage is more important than your wide receiver room. I I get that. And the question is, if let's 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 say Do you you agree with that, by the way? Do you think the which do you think is more important? Wide receivers or line of scrimmage? Line of scrimmage. Okay. Line of scrimmage. Now the question is, what can you get for a DK Metcalf? Now that's obviously where this becomes in. If you can't get a first round pick plus for DK Metcalf. You take this whole conversation and throw it out. Yeah. That's a non-start. I'm not going to trade DK Metcalf and all of his ability for a third rounder or something. You're not mm-hmm. trying to just move on from DK. Okay. This mm-hmm. isn't a, hey, let's just see what we can get. It's if there are people out there that want to trade at least as much as the Eagles gave up for A.J. Brown, a first and third in that case, mm-hmm. maybe you could get more than that given that DK's already been signed, so you're handling the signing bonus and another team doesn't have to pay him all of it. You could conceivably get a first and a second for DK Metcalf. And if you can do that, I'm making that deal. If you can't do that, then this conversation goes away. Yeah. And would you do it for a first and second round pick? I would. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would. Absolutely. I would. But you're not getting that, Salk. You're not getting that. No GM. How about a first and third? You're not getting that either. Really? Heck no. Two years after AJ Brown did? Isn't no, DK a just, very similar kind of player to AJ Brown, a, AJ, but with a, less money involved? AJ Brown, I, I got AJ Brown a, right a here. Tata, a tad, a tad. I got AJ Brown. Yeah, me higher. too. Yeah, you're not getting that for a DK. You're not getting that. Maybe a second, and yeah, then I'm out. If that's the case, yeah, you're not getting a first. All right, you're, you're not getting a first. I don't think a GM in their in their right mind would do such thing. Is that because this league is understanding it really is about the line of scrimmage? Yeah. And that's is, it, is this because this league it looks at just the Super Bowl and it's a copycat league and they say, man, Kansas City really didn't do anything at receiver and they had a tight end and they had some great interior offensive linemen, decent tackles, and had Chris Jones and some monsters on their defensive line. And, and Sam Fran, you said and, it in the preseason, it came true again. Like this is a line of scrimmage yeah, league. Offensive linemen are way harder to find than wide receivers. I'm not going to say wide receivers come a dime a dozen, but offensive linemen surely don't. And the difference between DK Metcalf and a guy you could kind of bring in to replace him in the mid-rounds, I don't think is as high or as big a difference as what you could do with first-round linemen and stuff that you really need, especially after last year with your two first-round picks. You drafted a corner and a wide receiver. And, oh, by the way, the two defensive ends or linebackers that you've taken in the second round the last couple of years, one of them's been good to okay, okay to good. The other one was lousy in his rookie year. And you also took your other two second-round picks and went with running backs. So, unfortunately, you only took one offensive lineman with those six picks you had in the first and second round over the last couple of years. Five picks, excuse me. Uh-huh. That's not enough. That's, that's not enough. That's and not enough. No, I, I'm not fighting this. So and I, so because of it, you now need to do something. If DK is not going to get your first round pick, at least I'm with you. Forget the conversation. No. I think he could. I think there are teams out there that would value that level of talent who are on the precipice and think that's what they need. And Indy is probably a good example. Chicago might be an example. I I see all these. You see these receivers that's coming out of this draft this year? Right. It's about 10 that can go in the first round. Yep. That makes it hard, too. But they're all risks. I mean, Uh, they might be Justin Jefferson. They might be... uh, I'm trying to think of... Laquan Treadwell. Exactly right. Laquan, DK's other teammate over there, Laquan Treadwell. What's that guy? Charles Rogers. You guys remember Charles Rogers from uh, Michigan Michigan State? Michigan State. That could be a Charles Rogers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, those things happen too. DK, you know, is good. 
You know he's a physical freak. You know exactly what you're going to get for the next three years. And if you have Anthony Richardson or you draft Caleb Williams and you know that's what you want to pair him with for that kind of a system, you don't think it might be worth a first-round pick to you to make it happen? I said a first-round pick. The same same league that just traded a first and third for A.J. Brown and then used him to go to the Super Bowl the next year? I'm sorry, man. I think you can get a first round pick and maybe more than that. By the for way, Tyree Kill only drew a number twenty nine. He was he got a first round and then a bunch of like a, a yeah. second and a fourth and a fourth. But he even he was only the number twenty nine pick him. in the first round. But you had to pay but him. You had to pay him. But you had to pay him. You don't have to pay DK. He's already he's Tyree paid. Kill. I'm just right, but mm-hmm. he's already but money becomes a huge factor as we saw like with the Leonard Williams trade last year, right? And they still got four picks for him. They got a first rounder plus what a couple of twos and fours and fives stuff like that. And look where Kansas City is. Yeah, and, and to add more to it, we got a new coach coming in. We got a new coach coming in. He's going to have conversations with each and every single person in that building, and a lot with John Snyder. John, what do you see with this team? How do you want to build this team? Mm-hmm. How can we build this team? Can, can, I, can we play a quick little game here with that, KJ? I'm going to pause you right there. And, and you put yourself in Mike McDonald's shoes, first-time head coach, 36-year-old guy, smart as can be and everything else. And he says to John, because John will be making the decisions, John, I want to, I want to build the team in this image. Fill in for me the blanks of what do you think his image of his team looks like. I want to build a team that's physical at the line of scrimmage, someone that's blowing guys off the ball, someone on defense is blowing guys backwards, <laughs> I want to see a quarterback that can protect the football and a quarterback that can throw that thing downfield, be explosive, and go be that that guy to get us to the promised land. I want us to be efficient. I want us to be sound. Um, this toughness has been showing – no, this lack of toughness has really been shown in particular with the run game. Mm-hmm. We can't run the ball. and We haven't stopped it in the past two years. I want these two things to be fixed immediately. We won't get to talk to you for some weeks here, but if there's big news, hopefully you can uh, pop on with us. Where do you think this team will be changed the most? If all of those things are true and that's the image, where do you think in the next month into their own decisions with free agents, into free agency, into the draft that follows Uh, over the next couple months, where do you think this team, when you're calling preseason games next fall, mm -hmm. where do you think they will be the most drastically different? In the fall, the, the, the most drastic difference would be the discipline. Hmm. We would see a disciplined football team, hopefully. What about personnel-wise? Personnel-wise, well, yo, that's 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 trenches. That's the trenches. Uh, we spoke about Draymond Jones earlier. I don't, I don't think he fits the style. That, that you think Leonard Williams does? Len, Leonard Williams is the style. Leonard Williams mm-hmm. is the style. I look at our three guys in the in the middle, center guard guard. Some, we gotta, something got to happen there. Something got to happen there. I need that alpha male. I need some presence. I need a big, mm-hmm. solid dude to really. Third and one, we run it behind you, Larry Allen. You think and Jerry that linebacker, Reed is back? In the, I hope so. Hope Jay linebacker back. room? Linebacker room. A lot of decisions two, two there. Two free agents. A lot of decisions. Two free agents. And we, his guy from Baltimore out yeah. there as well, and Patrick Queen. Yeah. Um, Jordan, I, w- I would love it to yep. see. Obviously, Bobby and Jordan back, mm-hmm. but I think Jordan is priority number one. If he could come back, great. If not, I think he's going to make a strong push for Patrick Queen, a uh, guy he's familiar with. And so 
We'll see. So what I got out of the last hour, Brock, I don't know about yep. you, but what I got out of it is that KJ agrees with me on DK. Yep. I, I, I mean, there's a lot of different yes. things you could say yes. and a lot of things you could uh, infer. Honestly, what I got out of it is that if you could get a first-round pick plus for, for DK, KJ's in just I'll say like this. Me. You're a very persuasive person. <laughs> that's what, I, that's what <laughs> I'll say. You're very persuasive. <laughs> yes, you are. All right. He's with, he, he's with his words what Usher is with his dance. <laughs> that's true. Actually, you should see me dance. You may. Uh, I may have more mm. in common with Usher than you think. Oh, you wow. never dance during the when they start playing the music. You I have. Move. I can't dance. It's not a pretty picture. They're having an after party. I just wanna take Who is? The Seattle, uh, not the, the sport, no, the, after the war show. After it's going to be after awards. party. Yeah? Are you going to yeah. stay around for that? I'm going to hang around. Is your wife up. coming to this? You know, you know she is. She going to support you? Absolutely. Or is she going to be laughing at you? The way it looked like uh, poor poor Taylor was so <laughs> embarrassed when when when, when Travis no, was so, up there screaming Viva Las Vegas. So I was practicing my monologue. She's like, you better not say that. Don't, don't say that. I was like, you don't think I should say that? She was like, don't say that. She's uh, your conscience. I was like, okay. I won't say it. Not trust her like no other. Yeah. Smart. Okay. Like, I won't say smart. that. Yeah. She's like, no, you're getting too long-winded. Stop talking so much. I was like, okay. I won't, I won't say that either. Okay, <laughs> Jay, you're, you're the best. best. Seriously, we had such yep. a such a fun year. This was so great to do it again. Yep. Hopefully, we can put it together again for next year. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go try to work on my contract. Yeah, right go now. talk to Kyle. Yep. Go, go get a contract done. If you need an agent, I'm happy to help out. <laughs> I can be very convincing, as you <laughs> yes, just you said. Can. Brock and I will be right back. we got another hour to go. It is Brock and Salk's Seattle Sports on 710 and the KJ Wright Show, which you can listen to, of course, on demand at seattlesports.com.